0: 1203. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on the new business hour on this Friday, October 13th, 2023. I'm Andy Dane in for Rob Hart. 58 degrees in Chicago. Some light rain coming down. Accuweather says breezy with rain, even heavy thunderstorms at times today. A high of 59, more of the same tonight. We'll have the details with our forecast later on this afternoon. A busy noon business hour on this Friday. We'll talk oil prices, Wall Street, holiday travel. We'll talk plenty of Halloween happenings, and also it is Entrepreneur Friday. So we'll talk to someone who's probably going to make you very hungry on this Friday. But first, as we always do, let's start off with Bloomberg and check in with Ann Cates. Ann. Andy, Wall Street is mixed. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is gaining 66 points. The Nasdaq down 134. The S&P 500 down 17. Big banks have kicked off earnings season with J.P. Morgan Chase, Wells Fargo and Citigroup posting solid results. But Middle Eastern conflict is weighing on investors. Strategists at Miller-Tabak warned that if the war between Israel and Hamas spreads, the financial costs around the globe will rise very quickly. The outlook of Americans is deteriorating. The initial October reading from the University of Michigan shows a sharp drop in households financial outlook and they expect inflation to rise back to you andy all right and thank you very much fast food chains turning to mini movies to promote limited time items we'll cover that in our next segment but right now That conflict between Israel and Hamas is triggering a surge in oil prices, raising concerns about its impact on gas prices and inflation. Joining us now on the Village of Bedford Park business line, reminding you to bring your business home, is Phil Flynn, senior market analyst of Price Group and a Fox Business News contributor. Phil, thanks for joining us today here on the new Business Hour. Let's dive right in. How is that Israel-Hamas conflict impacting uh, oil prices, and and what are the potential implications for consumers here?
2: It's very dramatic today. In fact, if we're right now as we're speaking, the oil prices are making new highs. It's really panic is starting to set into this market. We're up over 5.31% on oil, back above $87 a barrel. Um, and the fear is it could go a lot higher. And obviously what we're looking at is the greatest risk to oil supplies that we've seen probably in many, many years. And and those fears are being accentuated um, going into the weekend where uh, the reports are that Israel is going to make a move on Gaza. And we're hearing from Iran that they're threatening to open up new fronts on this conflict. What those new fronts are, we really don't know. But you can't dismiss the possibility that it could impact um, oil supply, as well as, you know, uh, as civilians. So we have to be very, very careful and vigilant. And, and the market is is pricing in those concerns today.
0: Well, Phil, you mentioned supply. I, I, is the U.S. ready to, to pick up the slack here on the production front, if need be?
2: I, I'm afraid not. And, and it's a shame. I mean, at right now, U.S. oil producers are producing a record high amount of oil, 13.2 million barrels a day. And the sad part about it is that we could have been producing a lot more. You know, we've had this energy policy that we're more focused on green energy. And, well, we want to restrict drilling here and kill pipelines. But, you know, now that means that we're more dependent on places like Saudi Arabia and Russia for our supplies. And sadly, Iran. Iran really um their productions at a five year high there's a difference between the globe being in a major shortage as opposed to a minor shortage and If we lose Iranian oil, if we really enforce sanctions, we can't make that up and and that's another concern with this market going forward.
0: Well, Phil we hear you know higher fuel costs, and many of us then think okay well that's it's going to cost me more whenever i I, I fill up my tank. But, but it goes beyond that. I mean, is that fair to say that, that the the costs go beyond what we're paying at the pump?
2: It really does. I mean, the the gasoline pump price is where we feel the pain immediately, but you look at the cost to businesses across the globe, right? Moving goods, diesel prices through the roof. We're seeing those supplies below average. Um, you know, the costs of Uh, Taking a taxi, but everything across the economy from top to bottom really is impacted by the cost of oil. And we don't really think about it. We think about gasoline prices, but it it goes into food, it goes into clothing. And when those prices go up, that's another inflation issue that we have to deal with. And of course, everybody is feeling the pain of inflation the last couple of years.
0: That's fascinating and helpful stuff, as always. Thank you. Phil Flynn, a senior market analyst with Price Group, and a Fox Business News contributor coming up, using the power of film to attract fast food customers. Discussing the news affecting your money, the WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Fast food chains, including Burger King and Jack in the Box, are using Hollywood quality mini movies to promote their spooky menu offerings. Let's talk strategy now with R.J. Hadovy, head of analytical research at foot traffic analysis firm Placer AI. R.J., thank you for joining us here on the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's a pretty creative way uh, to promote some new food offerings. Tell us a little bit about what these uh, what these chains are doing.
3: Yeah, I think it plays into a theme we've seen a lot this year and you know, we've seen other QSR companies, you know, play on nostalgia and drive visitation. We we go back to last year and saw the adult happy meal we saw uh, the Mexican Pizza relaunch from Taco Bell, and I think this kind of uh, plays into nostalgia—the the idea that you're seeing event and movies—and I think that that's help uh, could be helpful to drive visitation. We've seen some positive visitation trends to these locations based on these promotions in the past, and I think this we're also seeing this year. A lot of people are, are focusing on big events. If we go back to holidays and concerts and things like that, they've also been very successful uh, in terms of visitation perspective. And I think you know these uh, chains are are trying to capitalize on that as well. So the interesting. To see what kind of reaction we get from consumers. But I, I think it ties in nicely with some of the uh, things we've seen across the restaurant space this year.
0: All right. So it all sounds pretty positive. Uh, I want to ask you, I mean, how effective are these timing mean, You mentioned kind of tapping into nostalgia, things like that. I mean, do these, do these types of offerings really increase customer traffic in your eyes?
3: Well, they do. Uh, what we've seen in the past, and it, it depends on the promotion, and not all are created equal on this front. But in some cases, some of the more nostalgia-focused ones, we've seen a visit uh, increase anywhere between 10 to 25% compared to the prior week based on these promotions. If we go back to the adult Happy Meal, that one was extremely effective uh, last year, uh, where we saw uh, you know above 50% growth uh, week over week in terms of McDonald's visitation. And uh, that continued for some time with that one, too. So, I don't think that, you know, the, the movie promotions themselves will, will probably have that same lift, But I think, you know, uh, they certainly can expect, you know, kind of the normal as we see for some of these uh, these promotions. So, um, you know, I think they can be effective. And, you know, not only just, you know, bringing in existing customers, but I think the goal is to expand the audience and, and, and drive new customers as well.
0: RJ, from an advertising perspective, how much more does this cost them uh, compared to, to, to normal advertising? And, and in the long run, is it is it potentially worth it for for companies to to maybe invest a bit more in this type of advertising?
3: yeah I, I don't have the actual numbers in terms of what it costs compared to traditional advertising channels, but the fact that they are able to put it in different channels I, I think again the idea is that they're they're gonna expose uh, the brand and the products to new uh to new Incremental uh, potential visitors here too, and so I think that it's all going to kind of have to determine how successful these things are. But if they are successful, I wouldn't be surprised to see more of this, and uh, especially around kind of some of the bigger, uh, you know, uh, you know, either products or holiday periods. um, I think that that's been a pretty effective time right now. Kind of as we're seeing, you know, just general uh, pressure macroeconomic wise. uh, You know, people are still spending for big events, and I think that if we could capitalize on that, uh, our brands can capitalize on that. It could be an effective marketing
0: strategy. Really great stuff. R.J. Hodavi, head of analytical research at foot traffic analysis firm, Placer AI. Thanks so much for being with us today. Up next, a one-of-a-kind Halloween experience here in downtown Chicago.
1: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthrow Your groceries, so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum ten dollars per order. Additional terms apply.
0: Information to make cash and save cash. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Well, today Navy Pier unveiling Garden of Decay, an immersive theater experience centered in a genetic plant laboratory. Joining us now with the preview is Dylan Hankey, director of programming and production over at Navy Pier here in Chicago. Dylan, happy Friday! Thanks for joining us here on the Noon Business Hour. Uh, tell us about Garden of Decay. What it's all about? Kind of the concept and the and the theme here.
4: Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah. So Garden Decay is a great new uh, Halloween uh, immersive. Uh, experience um, that's taking place every Friday and Saturday through the end of October. Um, and will also run Sunday, Monday and Tuesday leading up to actual Halloween. So it's a, it's a journey uh, guided by headsets and actors um, through a, our modified uh, garden of decay. So it's exploring uh, the stages of grief Um, and along with some other spooky elements that uh, are are a surprise.
0: Dylan, how did you kind of come across Garden of Decay, and and, and why bring it to to Navy Pier?
4: Yeah, absolutely. Um, We're always looking uh, for ways to use our space and uh, attract guests year-round. So this was an opportunity uh, where we partnered with some local artists, to help curate the space and the concept, uh, over the past month. So it was, uh, It was uh, a very uh, new idea. Uh, We were all just excited to jump on it. And uh, yeah, we're very, very excited uh, to share it with people.
0: So we're all looking for for kind of spooky things to do here as as Halloween gets closer. And that includes a lot of families, maybe with younger kids. Is this something that that you can bring the kids to? Is it maybe not too too scary or anything like that? Is this kind of a family-friendly one? Or is this maybe one that you, you leave the kids home for?
4: So it's a little bit of both. Um, we do have an all ages uh, session that's six to 7 pm um, and as it's not quite dark yet uh, that's a little more welcoming to the uh, to the younger audience uh, and then after 7 pm it is an 18 and up
0: experience great stuff so so if people want to get involved and, and, and maybe check it out where where can they go and, and get info and, and tickets and things like that for Garden decay
4: yeah, absolutely. Uh, all the information is available at NavyPier.org. Uh, you can purchase your tickets there and get uh, instructions on how to begin your journey through the Garden of Decay. Um, and tonight, especially, it's our, our big opening, uh, conveniently on Friday the 13th, a, a very spooky day. Uh, and we're celebrating tonight uh, with a costume contest, uh, which will have best prizes for most creative, individual, custom uh, couples costumes and group costumes. so we're we're excited to uh, see people dressed in their best uh, for for this night.
0: Sounds like a lot of really fun stuff. Dylan Hankey, Director of Programming and Production, at Navy Pier, where Garden of Decay unveils tonight. Dylan, thanks so much for being with us. Still ahead in Entrepreneur Friday, taking a catering business into the food truck and restaurant space. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon. I'm Andy Dane in for Rob Hart. These are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. The war in the Middle East leads to concern about violence elsewhere. A forecast of heavy rain in the Chicago area prompting an alert and a request from water authorities. In Entrepreneur Friday, building a successful food truck and restaurant business after a start in catering. And if you wait much longer to book holiday flights, you will pay the price. Check of Wall Street at this hour. Everything in the red. The Dow is down 55 points. NASDAQ falling 203. The S&P 500 down 35 points. AccuWeather says breezy this afternoon. Rain and thunderstorms at times It could be heavy, leading to slow travel. A high of 59 degrees. Right now, light rain in 58 in Chicago at 12.31. Threats against Jews and Muslims have soared after the Hamas attack on Israel.
1: Just after Hamas attacked Israel and for the 18 hours that followed, calls for violence against Jews and Israelis increased 400 percent on Telegram, according to the Anti-Defamation League Center on Extremism. Telegram is an instant messaging service that allows encrypting. The center says the threats have not slowed down since the war started. The Council on American-Islamic Relations says it's receiving growing reports of Muslim and Arab students being harassed and intimidated in public high schools and on college campuses. Wendy Gillette, CBS News.
0: Well, heavy rain is on its way, prompting the Metropolitan Water Reclamation District of Greater Chicago to issue an overflow action alert Leaders are urging people to conserve water to reduce the amount flowing into municipal sewers. Ways to do so include delaying showers and baths and waiting to run the dishwasher and washing machine. Compounding your interest with an economy of words. This is the WBBM Noon Business Hour. Markets are trading lower and joining us now on the Village of Bedford Park business line reminding you to bring your business home. is Chris Johnson, market strategist at Johnson Research Group in cincinnati chris thank you for joining us today on the noon business shower uh geopolitical issues taking center stage this week want to get your uh, your big takeaway here as we wrap up the week
5: well we're kind of heading into a seasonally critical period here as we make our way through the middle of october the headlines uh geopolitically aren't helping uh obviously cpi and ppi earlier this week didn't help because it put people back on the defensive as we see the 10-year yield going higher that's kind of been the nemesis here for the market. Um, we've got to get some clarification. Your bottom line is over the next week with earnings really coming in and kicking in, that's going to be where the market's going to hang its hat for the next uh, two or three weeks here. We make our way through the banks, which gave some indication today that are, you know we're going to see some good numbers. But keep in mind, interest rates and in the regionals, that's going to be in about a week, week and a half or so. I think that's what the market's going to watch.
0: Chris, you mentioned a clarification. We did get a bit more clarity uh, this week on the inflation front. Curious how you saw that play out and and your thoughts here moving forward.
5: You know, it's we've heard that longer higher and longer message from the fed for some time and i think this is finally the market realizing that that is going to be the situation that cpi and ppi if we had seen a number that had come in you know as i say cooler than expected it would have brought the pressure off of yields and kind of allowed the market to readjust to say okay we can see the end of the tunnel here for the fed that CPI and PPI number with some, you know, a little bit higher than expectations gave everybody reason to worry that maybe there is another 25 basis points out there. That's even if there is the longer part of that equation. So the Fed's higher and longer is what the market's going to have to turn some concern to. So I think we're still very tepid based on that CPI and PPI. And remember, it's the last percent and a half or so. It's going to be the toughest to get it down to that 2% target. It's like running a marathon. Last couple of miles, I hear, I've never done it, are the hardest. That's the way we're going to see it with this battle with inflation.
0: So if we're talking threats right now, Chris, to the markets and the economy, where where do your eyes turn at this moment for as far as threats go?
5: Uh, The threat obviously still is out there with inflation. I'd say it's three-tiered right now. Bond market is my biggest with inflation worries. And if you look at the TLT, which is that ETF that tracks a 20-year, We're breaking into levels we have not seen in nearly a decade. So the bond market's telling us that there are a lot of concerns out there that equities haven't priced in. We're kind of priced for perfection right now. Um, Right behind that, I would have to put uh, the geopolitical concerns. I don't think anybody really saw what's happened over the last week popping up here. Um, And that's going to add a little bit of a risk, you know, adversity to the market. If, If I look at one index right now, it's the Russell 2000 because it takes everything into account. It takes inflation. It takes energy prices. That is the most sensitive. And right now, a break below $170 is going to indicate that we may get the carpet pulled out from under us in terms of seasonality, because nobody wants to take any risk.
0: Chris, heading into the weekend, any advice for the individual investor For you, from you?
5: You know, Right now, I'm, I'm still in the camp that cash is king, even though you're losing money safely with inflation higher. Cash is definitely a position right now. Um, the more aggressive traders want to maybe get a little more defensive with that uh, Russell 2000 breaking down, and the regional banks are going to be key. So I am still posturing after a couple of weeks here of a little bit of fluctuation in stocks and maybe a hint that we could go higher. I'm still very much in a defensive posture. and I think that's the wise move right now for the next week or two.
0: Chris one last question for you when you're looking at the market now are there any areas that that, that maybe are a bit cheaper that you would uh, direct eyes to here.
5: Boy, uh, the 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 heart wants to say utilities uh because they've been really hammered here but remember dividend yields aren't something that investors need right now when you can get over 5% in a short-term CD. So take your dividend yield hunt off the table. I think the consumer staples are one of the areas of the market that have been depressed. You look at Pepsi, and you know we obviously saw earnings whiplash there. Uh, good old-fashioned consumer staples, your Procter & Gamble, your Colgate-Palmolive. Um, those are the things that I think are a little bit hammer down. I'm staying away from consumer discretionary. I'm staying away from retail. Uh, And most importantly, I'm staying away from the regional banks. Don't get suckered in by a value proposition right now when the market's this worried.
0: Really good advice. Great stuff as always here on a Friday. Chris Johnson, market strategist with Johnson Research Group in Cincinnati, Ohio. Chris, thanks so much for joining us today. Up next, Entrepreneur Friday, a food journey through catering, trucks, and brick and mortar. It's 60 minutes of financial planning. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It is Entrepreneur Friday here on the WBBM Noon Business Hour, and today we meet the mastermind behind Soul & Smoke, who's turned a catering company into a rapidly growing culinary empire with a strong commitment to community support. As we welcome in DeAndre Carter, he is chef and owner of Soul & Smoke. You can find him in Evanston, Avondale Soldier Field, even a food truck. Uh, DeAndre, happy Friday. Thank you so much for joining us here on the noon Business Hour. Uh, let's start. Where did your uh, your culinary journey all start and and lead up to where you are now with Soul and Smoke?
6: Hi, Andy. Thanks for having me on the show. Um, so, yeah, my culinary journey started, you know, as a teenager, you know, um, uh, with barbecue, um, grilling with my family, um, just loving food. Um, I went to the school here in La Blue. Bleu. Um, barbecue um, and kind of just like it always been a passion of mine so the catering company uh, we started almost like about 10 years ago Uh, we was catering corporate offices weddings uh, drop-off catering um, all type of um, events across the chicagoland area
0: so talk to me about that uh, that expansion you mentioned the catering company and now you've got locations in so many spots how did it expand from a catering company to now a restaurant you've got food trucks take me through that process a bit here
6: Oh, it was it was a crazy process so before the pandemic we was pretty much a full-fledged catering company uh, as 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 everyone knows the pandemic kind of like changed everything so when the pandemic happened we had to find a way to pivot as a business so we all start offering our catering um our catering trades we started making it to family size portions uh, to single portions and we start offering it to the chicagoland area and the Evanston area and it grew wildly just wildly po- uh, popular um so we also learned a couple of new things once, once we made that pivot from catering to, like, restaurant locations. We wanted to expand our reach. And we didn't know at the time that um, delivery platforms only had, like, a three- to five-mile radius to, you know, to get your food from the restaurant to the customer. So we started looking into this new concept that was called the Ghost Kitchen concept. And we opened another um, location, uh, which is our, our second location at Avondale. Uh, we opened a ghost kitchen there, and then we opened a ghost kitchen at um, in the South Loop. And those ghost kitchens led to other opportunities, like us being at Rockwell on the River right now, and it's also led us to us being that timeout market um, in the West Loop as well.
0: Really fascinating stuff. So DeAndre, you mentioned kind of the, it's not just food; it's also giving back to the community. Talk to me about kind of how Soul and Smoke is involved in the community, especially with things like meal donations and whatnot.
6: Yeah, so during the pandemic, Soul & Smoke as a company, uh, we fed over 200, uh, well, we gave out over 250,000 meals. Uh, We teamed up with partners like World Centrication with Chef Jose Andres, the Charter Project, the Evanston Community Foundation. And to this day, we still have a community fridge right outside our restaurant. uh, For people, you know, who just don't have enough money to get anything to eat, they can come up to our community fridge, grab something to eat. um, And yeah, um, and enjoy.
0: So, DeAndre, I, I kind of saved this one for last because it is around lunchtime and we're going to get people uh, hungry here. Uh, wh- what would you say kind of sets Soul & Smoke apart when it comes to to flavor, to technique, to kind of how you cook your food? Uh, what should people know? What's different about when they walk into Soul & Smoke as opposed to walking into a different barbecue restaurant?
6: Uh, yeah, so Soul & Smoke, uh, we pay attention to our details and everything is made with love. You know, that's why we got the heart as a logo. We put a lot a lot of care and passion into our food. We, leave, we use some of the top finest uh, produce that's available here in Chicago. We use premium uh, meats. Um, and yeah, and, and most of my kitchen staff, it does come from fine dining and restaurants. So we all, you know, have a bunch of experience, you know, when it comes to preparing the food and, you know, delivering great
0: flavors all right well you definitely made me hungry and i'm sure you made a lot of listeners hungry uh, as well great stuff thank you so much deandre carter chef and owner of soul and smoke again you can find some of that food in evanston avondale even at soldier field and a food truck around town deandre thanks again still to come why you should book that holiday flight asap money talks as the wbbm noon business hour continues time is running out to snag affordable holiday airfares as prices are poised to spike soon Let's talk timing now with Haley Berg, lead economist at Hopper in New York. Haley, thank you for joining us today on the Noon Business shower. Like we said, it looks like that ideal booking window for the great holiday airfares is closing quickly. What's your advice to travelers here?
1: If you're planning to fly for Thanksgiving and Christmas, now is the time to book. We're at the end of the low-price period, and after this weekend, you can expect airfares to start creeping up for both holidays. So it's important to take action, book now, so you can get some of those lowest prices and have all of the choice that you want before flights sell out.
0: Haley, let's get into the logistics here just for a second. Why exactly are those prices expected uh, to rise here again soon?
1: We're entering the peak booking season for holiday flights. About you know, 15% of travelers have booked their holiday travel. That means the other 85% are going to start booking it right now. When that happens, availability starts to sell out and prices creep up. That's why it's so important to be proactive and book now or at least before Halloween to make sure you have that right mix of available flights and low prices.
0: All right. So let's say I'm asking for a friend. Definitely not me sitting here hearing this and thinking, well, I I, I may have missed uh, missed the timing here. Uh, let's say I'm someone else. I'm a listener and I'm, and I'm thinking, OK, well, this is not good news. I haven't booked my my flight out to to see the family for Thanksgiving or Christmas yet. And I'm starting to panic. What would you tell that person? Again, not me. What would you tell that person to do here?
1: I would say use this weekend to finalize your plans, your dates, your destination if you're headed on a vacation and maybe not home for the holidays and plan to book next week. Listen, if you, if you can't book this weekend or you need a little more time, use something like Hopper's Price Freeze tool. You can lock in the price that's available now and you'll pay that price even if it increases in the next couple of days. So don't rush. Be flexible on dates, but try to get those bookings in in the next week or two so you can guarantee the lowest price.
0: All right, Haley, thank you. Very helpful. Again, not for me, but for listeners uh, to book those flights. Thanks again. Haley Berg, lead economist with Hopper in New York. If you missed any part of today's WBBM Nude Business Hour, don't forget you can check out our stream and skip back to the time you want. There is a pause and rewind function as well. It works both online and with the Odyssey app.
3: We get it. Attention spans
5: just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one,